This is BetQL Daily with the Joes. Joe Ostrowski and Joe Giglio. I'll go with the half. I'll go with half under five and a half. Juice is not that bad. It's like it's not Mad Bum territory where it's minus 188. Uh, half under five and a half strikeouts against Detroit this afternoon. Tigers with one of the lowest strikeout rates. And then I'm fading J.A. Happ still. I, that guy stinks so badly. So I'm taking the Tigers' first five. Down the first baseline, that's a fair ball. Played by Kepler off the extension. Castro trots home. The Tigers' lead is now three on an RBI double from Akil Badu. It's BetQL Daily from BetQL. I'm shocked that one of my bets, bets actually uh, played the game because it's been one of those weeks. It's uh, my favorite bet of the game of the inside yesterday happened to be that Washington game. And what do you know? The entire roster has COVID and it's not getting played. The other day, the Tyler Anderson K-prop, he gets traded. He ends up not pitching. But in one of those weeks, a lot of uh, a lot of refunded money as far as that goes. But uh, that J.A. Happ fade did get through yesterday. Welcome into BetQL Daily. Joe Ostrowski with you coming up on the show today. We'll check in with Simon Hunter one hour from right now, 10 a.m. Eastern, from the Action Network, as we get closer and closer to the start of the NFL season, Simon will have some of his favorite futures and win totals plays for us. Ryan McDonough, oh, it's draft day. If you're with BetQL Daily on the last NBA draft, McDonough made you a lot of money. He nailed one, two, three, four in exact order. The key there is not a lot of people had that Bulls pick nailed. He did early in the morning. So I, I believe he had a nice prop five, six to one. So we'll see if uh, he's working his connections again this morning. Joe Giglio is out. Jim Rodriguez is in. He's my co-host for the next three hours here on BetQL Daily. What's up, Jim? How are you, man? Everything good over there? Doing well, man. Doing well. There's uh, there's so much going on. It's, you kind of wonder, okay, where do we start? But you know, as soon as I got off the air yesterday, I mean, you want to talk about some gripping television? It was what was happening with Aaron Rodgers in the media just laying it all out for everyone. Like he brought us behind the scenes after not speaking a whole lot, unless your name was Pat McAfee over the past uh, number of months. It, 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 I hope this hasn't happened to anyone out there. But, you know, if, if you get caught maybe – cheating on your girl or something wrong and then she takes you back and then you know you're just going to deal with a world of pain for the next three or four months that's how i feel Aaron Rodgers is doing to the packers he is going to make life impossible he's going to do his thing maybe not make breakfast in the morning maybe not you know let let the laundry you clean up the trash you throw out the trash he is airing out the packers it's going to be an interesting dynamic coming off that mvp season uh we're going to start with the shield in today's headlines, but why don't we go south? Time for today's headlines. I'm not trying to be sacrilegious here, but uh, uh, the facts are that I would right now, if I could, and I knew had a good chance to do it, I'd do anything known to man to get in a Super Bowl. That's a fact. And uh, uh, there's uh, there's nothing in my mind that can uh, have a higher priority than that. I'm sure you would, Jerry, but the problem is uh, you're the problem. That's not going to change. Can't fire the owner. He's one of the issues uh, for years and years. Once they became a dynasty and then Jerry's like, all right, that was all me. 
get out of here, Jimmy Johnson. Get out of here, everyone else. I'm in control here. But uh, the big story in Cowboys camp yesterday, Dak Prescott. He left practice with a shoulder strain. Uh-oh, Cowboys Nation freaks out. I say it's a big old nothing. It's a big old nothing. I loved hearing from Dak yesterday, J-Rod, because he's like, I decided I'm going to be cautious. I decided I'm going to be smart. The, the day that Aaron Rodgers is speaking out about wanting more control, like Dak's down there in Dallas saying, I'm running things. I'm not I'm not concerned, man. It's a, it's a little bit of a shoulder strain. They just started camp back up. No big deal. It, as long as it has nothing to do with the ankle, they should be fine. And he has said, he even went out and said, listen, he hasn't thought about the ankle once since they got to practice earlier this week. I think he's fine. Just, you know, stretching out the arm, getting the kinks out. I think he'll be fine. Precaution is a good thing uh, when you've got a guy that you've just given $126 million guaranteed. Yeah, it's, it's, it's July. It's not even August yet. Let them work it out. Let the backups get some rep. And let's see, it's the old story. Who are the most, well, we know everything about the president of the United States and the starting uh, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. Everything Dak does, what he eats, when he goes to the bathroom is all magnified. We want him to be healthy just for the football part of it. Forget if you're a Cowboys fan, I think he'll be fine. It's just a little soreness. And they're doing hard knocks again, huh? Mm-hmm. You yeah. think Jerry's going to turn down a that never. That never goes Jerry's well. Jerry's going to turn down a camera? Oh, that no. That does not go well. Oh, that does no. not go well. Yeah, oh, just no. a little bit of pressure. Dak Prescott returning. Just gave him a, a boatload of cash. Like, jeez. And Mike McCarthy, listen, listen, I think the Cowboys are making the playoffs and we'll get into those odds. I think yeah. they're winning the division. But I got a little side on McCarthy being the first coach fired, by the way. Seven uh, see, I, I hate that. Wait, <laughs> you have him winning the division and you have him getting fired? Just in case. I'm from Miami. I always have to think the worst possible scenario first. It's yeah. all good, but you never know. Yeah, every every fan base has that. I'm glad the Milwaukee fans can no longer say that. They they got their title, so you can stop crying. All you've had is a franchise quarterback your entire life. Shut up. Uh, some of these Cowboys numbers. Dak is a favorite to be comeback player of the year. He's plus 210. He's plus 1,400 for MVP. That's the fourth favorite. You know, he's, uh, he's not far behind Rodgers and Josh Allen in the same territory as Russ and Tom Brady. But if I'm doing something with the Cowboys and – Things look clear with Dak heading into the season. I would look at some of these season-long prompts. For most passing touchdowns, Dak is the sixth favorite at plus 1,200, and they're doing everything they can to try and help that defense maybe become closer to average, but they are so pathetic. They're going to have to put up 30 to 40 points if they want to get double-digit wins this year. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the good thing for them is that they're in a terrible division. I mean, the Eagles, enough said. The Giants, they hate their coach. And Washington, I mean, with, with, with the low vaccination rates, who knows how many games they're literally going to give away. So the Cowboys, really with nine wins, could win that division. And I, I think the best part about it, if you're a sports investor, is the over is the play every single time. It's going to be a lot of offense, a lot of points. I don't think they're going to get that defense as right as they think, especially – Think about who they play this year. The Cowboys play the AFC West this year. So it's Raiders, it's Chiefs, it's Chargers. That's a lot of points. And they play the NFC South. And I know there's no Drew Brees, but they got still got the Bucks. You still got the Saints. You got, you got a lot of points. So it's going to be an over-bonanza in Dallas this year. 
Better defenses, though, in that NFC South. But you're right. Those totals uh, should be pretty high. By the way, we are six weeks away from opening night. Let's go. Come on. These six weeks are going to be so long, man. I know, right? Got the MLB trade deadline. Like, it's cool. I'm a baseball guy. I enjoy enjoy dabbling there. But, like, come on, man. I already got got my Cowboys plus six and a half, just in case. I think I, I I'm wondering which direction that. they might even go. win that game. They could, they could. I'm wondering which uh, direction that's going to go. Brady had his struggles early last season, but I don't know that that's gonna that's gonna repeat. Uh, we'll see, we'll see. I mean, that defense didn't go any. All their starters are back. The Bucks right. be tough. Super Bowl right. hangover always exists. I don't know. Uh, we'll talk about more about that coming up, but uh, we've alluded to it enough. How about Aaron Rodgers stepping to the mic yesterday? I wouldn't call that a partnership, that, that part of it. I mean, that, I wasn't involved in those conversations at all. Um, I talked to Matt after the deal had already been in place to hire him as a coach. Um, so I wasn't part of that conversation. Uh, you know, let's just make that completely clear. I do love Matt, and we've had a blast together, and I'm glad he's here. But it, it's decisions like that that have happened over and over and over again that make me realize that the organization looks at me and my job is just to play. In my opinion, based on what I've accomplished in this league, uh, the way I care about my teammates, the way I show up in the locker room, the way I lead, the way I conduct myself in the community, you should tie myself to a little bit more input. I wanted to start with the most notable moment of that press conference. Here's the problem, J-Rod. There were like 17. Right. <laughs> like, I, I don't even know where to start. There's five or ten different things that I think are worth mentioning. What was the lead to you if you can pick one? Well, I think to me, the the part that I just have a problem with is I get the cachet. I get he's Aaron Rodgers. I get he's he's on the media guy, face of the franchise. But at the end of the day, do we really need his input on every single thing the Packers do? And I, and I get it. I get it. Listen, they got rid of his coaches. They got rid of his favorite receivers. But it's not like the receivers, when they left Green Bay, went on and had stellar careers. They really had. They've, they've kind of underperformed since they left Green Bay. I just think at some point, how much input does Aaron Rodgers really need to have? Does any player really need to have? I, I think it's a slippery slope, and I think it's dangerous. I'm all for players getting their money. I'm all for players securing as much of that bag as they can. But if I have to stop and ask Aaron Rodgers, hey, what color paint am I going to paint the, the practice facility? Hey, He's not let, saying that. He's not saying but, that. But how, how much control does the player really need? He's asking for a little. I think, I think he laid that out. You did a nice job of that. He's saying, my name's Aaron Rodgers. I've been here, what, 17 years. Yeah. I get nothing. I'm the reigning MVP. I get nothing. I know more about this offense. I know what I need more than Gudikins, even more than my head coach. Can't I get a little say? Or when I do talk to them, why do they completely ignore me with everything? Like, I know what this office, he knows it like the back of his hand. So why can't he have a little say? When See, there's a difference. We're not talking about, like, the quarterback that you cover down in Miami to a tongue of Viola. We're not talking about him having say. This is Aaron Rodgers. This is a guy that's going to have a gold jacket representing sure. the Packers for the rest of his life. I, I think you need that working relationship between front office and player, and because that has been non-existent, this is what we have. 
for weeks and weeks and weeks. We didn't even know if this guy was going to retire. And for everybody that was out there dragging media members, suggesting that he could retire, pay attention to that moment yesterday. You can laugh at people that got that wrong by making that suggestion, but he told everybody, I considered retirement. There are millions and millions and millions of reasons why Aaron Rodgers was never going to retire. He's going to he he's going to make the Packers life miserable to the point where they're going to want to get rid of him. But at the end of the day, this is the guy that's lost the last four NFC Championship games that he's played. And I, again, he's a Hall of Famer. Was it his fault? The team game. The I mean, Packers you, you don't have a cornerback. You have Kevin the King. Packers lost. Now, granted, why are you kicking a field goal in that situation? Yeah, yeah. I get you. I get you. And the fact that that was his first ever home NFC championship game is kind of amazing as well when they lost to Tampa Bay. But again, I think there is input and there is control. And I think Aaron Rodgers, I think to this point, you're, you're owed the 15th and the 30th every check. And that has never missed. Correct? So the game play your sport say and if you and if you don't want to be there leave but to make life impossible oh, he is he's going to right well then I, I'm, I'm for that but to make life impossible for for other teammates for other coaching staff i don't think that's cool i don't care how many years i don't care how many rings i don't care how many wins that's not cool did you notice he had some notes he had some receipts ready that he was referencing oh yeah and, and you know what he's right and he's right but a buddy of mine once told me a long time ago i'd rather be happy than right and Aaron Rodgers are you happy you're right but are you happy no he's not happy there then go somewhere else he'd like to he'd love to go somewhere else he can't they got to trade him then go win build, build up your build up your trade value or retire I mean it sucks but that he has a, he has as high of a trade value as any player in the NFL but but he, but he, but they won't trade him right because because no, no one's gonna pay no one's good. gonna pay that that bounty for him right right no doubt uh we also got uh, some movement in major league baseball we, we've been waiting trade deadline friday afternoon trade deadline friday afternoon we finally got some real moves on wednesday joey gallon now stepping in and he swings and hits a high fly ball to deep right field and that is gone back to back home runs for adolis garcia Two big moves. Gallo goes to the Yankees for four prospects, which I did not see. Uh, we're sitting here wondering if they're going to be selling. Very disappointing squad this year. Eduardo Escobar goes to the Brewers for a couple of prospects. The big thing Milwaukee needs, they need some more offense. He walks in. He's the leading home run hitter. He hasn't done it yet for Milwaukee, but he has the most home runs by far on that roster. Yeah, and especially now with Christian Yelich uh, on the COVID list, um, they're, they're going to need him. Listen, Joey Gallo... It, it's a it's a big splashy move for the Yankees, but Joey Gallo is in a horrendous horrendous slump. He's three for his last thirty four. Now, granted, the Yankees are coming here to Miami this weekend, so that pitching by by the Marlins is isn't bad, and it got better with the trade of, of Starling Marte. But I tell you what, he goes to the Bronx. It, it, it's a whole different animal. We've seen guys that play well in the Bronx. We see yep. guys that fold up. Yep. I want extra, to see Joey Gallo hasn't played. Control is key. Extra year of control is key. We're going to break down the AFC East with J-Rod next. Keep it locked on BQL Daily from BQL.